Hi there, this is Linda Cousins Newton, the Ancestral Storyteller. The Ancestral Storyteller will be a weekly or sometimes more frequently podcast relating to and sharing the ancestral stories from here in the Kingdom of Brooklyn and abroad relevant to my life and to those creative ones who've crossed and blessed my life and otherwise brought treasured lessons to my global pathway as a griot storyteller. So I'm going to start this first uh, podcast of the Ancestral Storyteller. Uh, speaking about the first enchanting snow here in Brooklyn, let me tell you, I just love the snow. I know some folks who've had to dig out of it or had snow challenges might not appreciate that too much, and I always kind of say a prayer for them that it won't go too difficult for folks during the snow. But since I was a little child, I've just always loved the snow. When back in Tennessee, when go out there in my grandmama's backyard, Grandmama Anna Pearl, where her roses would grow in the summer and springtime, and during the snow, just build a snowman by the cherry tree there. I don't know if people are building snow women in these days and times, but we build those snowmen and then go inside and Grandmama Anna Pearl would make that snow ice cream. Mm, that was some of the most delicious stuff, that snow ice cream. Guess you can't do that too much now with this pollution in the air. But at any rate, I just loved the snow as a child. My cousin Buddy taking me down the Dotson Avenue hill there in Knoxville on its sled. Just buku good times in the snow. So I guess it just got of kind of got stuck in my subconscious mind, the love of the snow. So even today as a grandmother, I still love the snow. And the first snowfall of the winter is just so enchanting to me. When I look outside and see it snowing, I'd get tray excited which is what happened when we had that first snowfall. I looked outside and said, oh God, it's so beautiful. It's snowing out there. And I wanted to get out and just feel the snow, you know, caressing my cheeks and, and falling down. And it's, it's kind of semi-liquid beauty on the atmosphere. And so I hurried in to take my bush bath. What is a bush bath? Well, that's what in the Caribbean they called an herbal bath with all these wonderful herbs for the enhancement of the body and the health of the body. So here in Brooklyn, I call my baths my bush baths because I use the herbal bubble baths. I put a little of my apple cider vinegar, my nine herbs detox bath, <laughs> all these different things to just really enjoy the bath. So I took a quick bush bath, so excited to go out in the snow that kind of flooded the floor from that bush bath and had to get out of the tub and mop the floor. I guess the floor was saying, okay, baby, it's time for me to be mopped anyway. So mop the floor, did my uh, anointings with my 
I call them the pampering treatments to my skin, my anointings, and putting my coconut oil, my organic apricot oil with shea butter, the wonderful black rose oils on my skin and my hair, hopped into my what I call snowflake sweater. I have a sweater which you will see in an abstract that I've done that has snowflake design on it and I tend to wear that during those snow days and got ready to go out to the supermarket. Didn't really need anything that much for the supermarket but it's a good excuse to go out and as my husband said are you going out to play in the snow? (laughs) (laughs) and I would go out to just kind of enjoy the snow so as I was walking to the supermarket I saw these trees on the street because that first snow um, came into the Brooklyn scene right after Christmas and all of these Christmas trees were discarded on the corner for the sanitation workers to take them away I think it's so beautiful when people do have these live Christmas trees, but I feel kind of sad when I see all of these trees just lying there to be destroyed, whose uh, presence in the homes have only been for a week or two and then cut down in their prime and now they're going to be discarded. So I stood there and I took a picture of them because lying there uh, with the snow covering them it was kind of a beautiful scene even though I was sad that they are going to be discarded but I took the picture and then I went on into the supermarket and while I was shopping there who should I run into but none other than my long time good brother buddy Jesse Thomas the Louisiana blues man longtime Brooklyn dweller but originally from Louisiana and hadn't seen Jesse in ages in a month of Sundays as they used to say back home so we tried to get out of people's way there in the supermarket as we had our little reunion there in the aisles and I was kind of thinking about to the days when Jesse used to perform with my production. I had what was called a storytelling musical on the life of Mother Harriet Ross Tubman. I had some great artists performing with me, Reverend Money, Carol Parker, my sister buddy storyteller, as we told the story of Nana Tubman, disguised um, very artfully as elderly women. I don't know how we managed to do that. (laughs) And then we had the drummer, Sabu, the drummer. We had Jesse singing the blues. We had Jimmy Hill on organ. We had uh, Keisha St. Joan, one of the leading vocalists, jazz vocalists in the city and the country performing with us. We had a Cecilia Hewlett Carrington, a wonderful a modern dancer who performed with us. We really did a, a throwdown, a creative a mastery of storytelling on the life of the great Nana Harriet Ross Tubman. And I would ask Jesse to 
sing blues in the production, even productions for children. I would have him sing, I could say you're my adorable one or stand by me. And sometimes folks didn't understand why I had the blues in this production on this great uh, historical contributor's life. But she was very, very uh, intimate in her soul with the divine. She didn't do a thing unless she got the okay from God. And so they just had a good thing going on. And so when I had Jesse or requested that he sing that, and sometimes he would do so a cappello if there were no musicians to accompany him. We were singing about the love relationship where God was telling Nana Tupman, you are my adorable one, and I will take care of you and all those under your charge. When he sang, stand by me, God was telling her in her heart and soul, don't fear, just do what I tell you to do and I will stand by you and I'll carry you successfully through. So the, that reunion with Jesse brought back all of those those fun um, production and creative times that we'd had together when he rented a van for me when I got that contract back in 2000 to take the Bahamas Junkanoo to the corporate hospitality village of the Super Bowl 35 there in Tampa, Florida. We had people coming from Nassau, Bahamas, the Junkanoo people coming from Nassau, from the students of Florida A&M University coming, um, uh, Dr. Jan, G. Jan, I forget your last name, but she came and brought them and we join those two groups together. Chris Justilian, who is now a leading uh, Junkanoo um, group leader in Nassau. And we had a rush out, as they call Junkanoo, in Tampa that just, just put that that uh, <laughs> that corporate hospitality village atmosphere in Tampa on the head as Junkanoo rushed through. It was just a powerful scene. And Jesse was there with me there along with the late Rich Barty, the D-Train poet, and Keisha St. Joan, the jazz vocalist who drove down to to Florida with us, and Reverend Hasifa Rahman, who had danced with Olatunji, the great drummer from Nigeria. What a uh, cast of creative spirits went with me to Tampa for that Super Bowl Junkanoo rush out. So when I saw Jesse, all of those things came to mind. He told me that he was there at the supermarket here in our neighborhood because he wanted, he was in the area and he wanted to pick up some red beans. I guess he was going to go home and make some of those Louisiana red beans and rice. And I told him, I said, well, my goodness, it must have been meant for me to see you here because I just bought some Cajun seasoning. Cajun seasoning was tray expensive, but I told myself, hey, listen, you've raised your daughter. You're very involved with your grandson and doing a lot of work for your global community. So if you want some expensive Cajun seasoning, hey, 
buy it, get it. You deserve expensive Cajun seasoning. So I told Jesse, I must have known I was going to run into you subconsciously because here I've got this Cajun seasoning and I was also going to get some black beans myself and make some black bean soup with uh, chopped clams and Cajun seasonings and have a real throwdown when I got back home. But just running into Jesse, the great blues man, in that neighborhood supermarket was a highlight of having gone out on that little snow adventure. So as we said goodbye and promised to keep in better contact, I left the supermarket and uh, as I'm walking out, this lady is walking this dog with this coat on and these boots. You see this quite frequently in the city. But I just happened to think back to the dogs in Tennessee and what those ancestral dogs would have to say about these city slickers in their coats and boots in the snow when the Tennessee dogs would just run around in the slow snow in nothing but their natural fur and thought nothing of it. So I asked the lady if I could just take a picture of this uh, well-dressed pooch and she kindly acquiesced to that so you'll see that picture of him he was a little hesitant but uh, he stopped and posed for me and you will see that in my abstract uh, as i went on home i also thought about making an abstract of that whole scene of of this adventure in the snow, grandma's adventure in the snow. It reminds me, uh, just kind of jumping back to my grandson, I had told him, his name is Kristen Harris, and I said, I call him Prince, I said, Prince, I just love walking in the snow. I just really have always enjoyed it since I was a child. What do you think of the snow? And he said, oh, grandma, I love the snow too, and I love walking in the snow. I said, well, you know what, the next time you're over here uh, and it's snowing, and I hope it'll be soon, we're going to just take a walk together. Grandma, grandson, walk in the snow. He says, that sounds good, Grandma. So thankfully to the Creator, uh, one day last winter, it did snow when he was coming over. And I told him, I said, let's go out to the supermarket. It seems I always want to go to the supermarket in the snow. I said, let's go out to the supermarket. He said, okay, Grandma, and we'll take a walk in the snow. And here, take the camera. We'll take photographs. So we went out to the supermarket, got some snacks, and got some um, organic makings for organic hot chocolate. And we're walking, having a good time. He's taking pictures in the snow. Then we get home, and I tell him, I said, okay, baby, um, after we put the groceries away, we can go back out again and, and do a little more walking in the snow. How about that? He said, oh, no, Grandma, that's okay. I think I had enough of walking in the snow. <laughs> can you imagine? Here is Grandma's wanting to put the food away and rush back out and have more fun in the snow. And this, he was nine, then he's ten now. This nine-year-old said, okay, enough of the snow, Grandma. Let's do something else with our lives. But um, as I think of those moments, the moments with my little grand prince, with, with Jesse, with the 
adventure of going to Tampa in a car full of great culturalists, some are whom, including uh, one uh, exactly rich Barty is no longer with us. He's gone on to that other beautiful world. But that was his last trip to the Florida where he was born. And I'm so glad that we were able to facilitate him going with us. We really had a fabulous time. So uh, let me, as they say in Tennessee, just stop running off at the mouth and end this podcast of the Ancestral Storyteller. But I hope that you will enjoy the abstract art I did of that enchanting first snow here in Brooklyn. You will see the photograph of my good friend Jesse Thomas, the blues man. And hey, you coordinators of the Brooklyn BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music R&B Festival, if you ever want to have a real good throwdown time at at your festival, you should get Jesse to come and play, because Jesse, when Jesse sings those blues, it goes right to the soul depths. He really, really stirs up the house with the blues. I hope sometimes we'll be able to see him at one of these festivals. So on the abstract, you'll see Jesse with uh, the CD that he did a few years ago of his work that uh, bubble bath, that herbal bush bath that I took. I did an abstract of the items I put in my bush bath. You'll see that very fancified uh, doggy in his boots and coats, who, coat who was taking a stroll in the snow. And you'll see those beautiful discarded Christmas trees. In the abstract, they look like trees from a forest, but these were trees who were slated to be destroyed after having blessed someone's Christmas. So I kind of kept their memory going by this abstract of them lying there so beautifully in the snow. If you are interested in seeing more of my work, um, my abstract art, I will uh, enter the website for that so that you can view that. They are available in print form, and they can be purchased as cell phones, covers, as um, in metal art prints in varied forms and fashions. If you're so inclined to artistically decorate your home with this ancestral storyteller's abstract art, that's it for this time. This is Linda Cousins Newton the ancestral storyteller wishing you a most wonderful day and truly a magnificent lifetime.